Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational, educational, and entertaining podcast for auto detailers. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill, and I'm your guide as we continue through the journey of auto detailing. I get today to be enjoyed by, uh, well, the... uh, We're going to talk about industry vibes and we're going to talk about badgering and we're going to talk about shock value and probably one of the greatest shock value marketers that uh, we've known uh, in auto detailing, Greg Masterson. You can find Greg at Masterson uh, Wax on most platforms, Masterson Car Care on TikTok. Or if you want to reach out to Greg specifically, Greg, is it your personal number that you want to call? 562-335-2053. Keep in call. Awesome. Uh, and it's fun. I think you have said uh, people have reached out. We put out our tech, our number. Oh, yeah, I forgot to do that. Uh, you can reach me at Total Auto Solutions on most platforms. Uh, TikTok for us is at Detail Supply App, or my number is 918-800-1188. We mostly do texting platforms, but I know you've somebody posted that they talked to or you put out that you talked to somebody as you were going to go have dinner with somebody or something, you know, so it is cool when, uh, when people reach out, we get text and we, we chat back and forth to detailers. And uh, we've always felt as brands, it's, it's great to, to be able to have openness for customers. So I think it's really cool that you do that. Uh, Greg, we're going to hop into what we're seeing across the industry. Uh, but before we do, man, uh, I want to show you, we have one left over uh, and I was going to scarf it down. But uh, but look at that Oklahoma taco right there. That ain't bad now, is it? Oklahoma taco. What, what is that? Is that chicken? Oh, it's chicken. Chicken. That looks delicious. Oh, it is, man. It's my, I, my favorite little taco stand right around the corner. I'll get asada burritos mixed with cabeza, but normally that's my go-to. But That looks delicious. And I'm going to wash it down with uh, one of my favorite lately. This is the Everything Rhymes with Orange IPA. Oh, nice. Uh, it's an nice. Oklahoma beer, so... Uh, Chicken and beer can't go better, right? Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Uh, so, you know, like I said, possibly one of the greatest people that we've known that creates shock value marketing. Uh, we talked about it a little bit uh, as we've gotten to know you, and I appreciate all the time that you come on to help the community um, with the information that you're giving out. There's no doubt that, uh, like you said, man, uh, Facebook groups have been interesting over the past week. Uh, a lot of uh, negativity, a lot of uh, going at people. Uh, you have been in the target hairs. Um, you know, we we over the past couple of weeks had some moments, but, uh, you know, exciting to announce actually from some of our discussions that we put out, uh, Bob Phillips has now agreed to come on to uh, do a, a regular episode where we're going to walk through the IDA. Nice. And uh, Ian Rammelkamp nice. is going to come on here and there when he can. Wow. And, uh, yeah. And so we're going to walk through and tell the story of how the IDA started. I'm so oh, excited. Me too. I, and that's Bob cool. Phillips, right? I mean, that's awesome. Like the man himself is going to come on and explain it. So very excited to hear from him. Uh, we'll start that on Thursday. So uh, really great uh, uh, stuff that when you do put out information and you do offer the way for people to have communication, you know, it's interesting where we can go as an industry as you've been in the crosshairs for people lately, you know, why do you think it is that people, you know, let's just go in general. Let's not even go detailers. Let's just go people in general. Why do people in general feel the need to go and assault and insult somebody? You know, that's a really good question. Actually, I've talked about this a lot for, for many years, you know, 
you know, out there on the world, especially on Facebook, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of negativity. You can't hear it. There we go. Oh, there we go. Yeah. There's a lot of negativity on Facebook, right? With people just love negativity. And it's kind of hard because you go into the real world, you watch the news and the news says like, oh, um, uh, everything's so bad. Here's, here's what's going on. Usually it's like the Rona, people dying. Uh, that's just really what's on the news. And it leads over to Facebook. And it's kind of, it kind of saddens me because I like seeing good stuff on Facebook. That's why I have a great collection of friends on Facebook where I get to see their amazing stuff, their amazing work, their passion, what they're doing, where they're going. Um, but people just love negative action on Facebook. And the hard, I think the one thing that's hard about negative action on Facebook, negative uh, like feedback or, or people just uh, doing hate comments on, on people's posts is mainly because those comments are the ones that get seen the furthest. Great comments, great comments don't get seen far. People, negative comments get seen far. Oh, somebody made a negative comment, it'll get a million comments. And I think what a lot of people don't realize still is, I've known this for like years, is the way Facebook algorithms work. And you know this too, is when, when you post something on like my wall, your friends and my friends see it. So it's like our audiences combined. And if someone comments on there, on that set of uh, comments, then it's seen by their audience and it just adds up and adds up. And usually people only comment on negative stuff a lot on Facebook. They'll just scroll past the good. <laughs> They'll uh, so do you think it, you think it's just a little bit of because uh, not everybody posts negative, right? I mean, there's just certain types of people that will post negative insults, right? Yeah. Uh, we, we call it kind of badgering, right? I guess the new term, uh, uh, as people want to say, bullying, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not a, listen, I mean, it is what it is. There's always going to be friction in life. So I'm yeah. not like everybody should be a pacifist. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like I understand friction. I understand people wanting to put out their opinions. And if they come from a negative situation, then it's going to just come out negative. And, and I understand that. But, you know, inside them, right? Do you, you think that most people that would be on a Facebook group or, or make a comment or something, you, you know, where are they at on the inside? Because then I want to ask the question, is what's going on on the inside beneficial to them as owning a business? So first of all, what do you think is going in on the inside if somebody's always putting out trash? If somebody's always putting out trash, it's usually because they're <laughs> they're not busy. They're not if it's a, if it's in a business point, they should be focusing on the business. If they're putting out trash all the time, it's it's going to leave negative stuff on their business. And you know, a lot of these Facebook groups, uh, there was. There was a user on one of these Facebook groups. I'm actually a moderator on like a couple detailing groups, uh, Facebook groups. One of them, detailing for Facebook, has 15,000 people. One of these, one of these users was just going on there, just talking trash all the time, right? But we as moderators looked at the picture and the, the profile, and there was no real pictures on this person's profile, so we knew it had to be fake. So one of the moderators messaged. The person and said, "Hey, you know, we deleted you from the group, uh, and we don't think you're a real person." And the person was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm a real person. Like, I, I just, I don't post pictures of myself because I don't want people to leave negative reviews on my business." <laughs> and so, of course, he maybe wasn't a real person, maybe wasn't wasn't, maybe it wasn't. But I believe that was true that they they weren't using a real account because people would find out that who they were and then leave negative reviews of business and. 
that's the hard part about um, Facebook is <laughs> we should bear, and it's, it's getting more easily now as people are being verified. You know, people's accounts, if you, if you actually post too much trash or, or harass people on Facebook, Facebook will take it down. <laughs> Zuckerberg will actually lock your account for 24 hours while they investigate your account, you know, if somebody reports you. So Facebook's coming down on this. It's, it's really getting constricted. It's actually making the platform a better platform, to be honest. Nice. I mean, some of that could be as, as the, the, the pressure has been on, you know, social bullying. Right. Yeah. Uh, as more and more people have been concerned of, of the way uh, the way we all interact, uh, you know, in these platforms, I, I look at it and I I mean, just because I, I kind of always in, have enjoyed maybe a little bit of psychology. One of my favorite classes in college was psychology. I, I could barely read anything. And so, you know, it, I couldn't really sit through class very well. And when this guy came into the psychology room, he came in and immediately took took his took his i mean by storm hey you know da, 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 i'm here and he turns around and starts banging his head i mean really really hard against the chalkboard okay. and like i'm like oh fuck this is gonna be my class right so i'm zoned in the whole rest of the class right i think i've always just kind of enjoyed understanding are you a people watcher i like to watch people kind of see why they do things uh and some of that could be because you know early in my career my first part of my life was was religious was conservative was a path of you know working at a church as a minister right so you're already conditioned to care about people and understand them so when i see you know and especially the ones that do it over and over and over i i just have to know that somewhere inside of them there's something that's not right as somebody that's been in dark situations and been depressed and been wanting to you know end things and just been in a really bad situation inside I understand, you know, there's some people that are going to be hurting, and especially as you've mentioned, as others have mentioned, what's going on the economy-wise, what could happen with some of this explosions of, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing, I'm sure you've paid attention, most everybody has started commenting, uh, you know, about uh, about the, the, the short sales and the, the rise and the crash of GameStop and, you know, the next ones that are coming, you know, through it. So there's definitely going to already be a lot of tension inside. And so when it continues to come out in a negative form onto social, there's no doubt that I think, you know, just from a person to person aspect, that's why I wanted to bring it up. Like, I, I think some people need to, to take some interior checks real quick and, and see who they are because, because there's no way, right? How long have you been uh, in the auto detailing industry? Me? Yeah. Uh, my entire life, like over okay. 20 years. Like, how many years? Like over 20 years. Okay, so over 20 years. So I'm at 19 plus, right? So yeah. combined close to 40 years, 40 years you know, yeah. I, I want to ask you this question. As you've been able to continue through, is it negative that pushes you forward or is it a positive mindset that pushes you forward? You know, I've I've always thought about that for a long time because I, I think what what people might not know is that like a lot, I get a, I put out a lot of content. It's called content, like pictures, video, um, uh, TikToks, a lot of content. And I, I do get a lot of negative comments. Now I truly believe that with uh, any type of, uh, I do believe with any type of de uh, detailing or any type of like uh, content producing, you're going to have some type of negative feedback, whether you have positive, you have positive feedback too, and then you have negative feedback. If you have five positive feedbacks and like two negative feedbacks, you're going to have 
10 positive feedbacks and four negative feedbacks going to like multiply, right? And so there's so many uh, negative feedbacks out there that I just came to term with, the, if there's more negative feedbacks, I'm getting more positive feedbacks. It's like, it's like a scalable thing. Let's say that, like I said before, there's 10 people, five, let's say you start five, you get five people that like you and two people that don't you get five thumbs up, two thumbs down. <laughs> if, if, if your video grows, you end up getting 10 thumbs up and four thumbs down. It's like it multiplies in a gradual scale. And I've just come to terms with, Hey man, if we're growing, negative feedback it's just gonna happen everybody gets negative feedback <laughs> so so i no i get it from what you're saying uh on that i on why you do marketing and we were going to get into that on shock value and kind of readdress what you're talking about and and we don't have to to stay on this subject too long i, I like i said i kind of maybe that's just where i kind of geek out sometimes i'm just like i yeah. don't think uh having a negative mindset will really help detailers push you know how many detailers do you see running a business at 40 plus years uh, you know, at 50, when, when I had to diversify from mobile detailing, it was because I didn't see that I would be able to continue doing what I was doing. And when I was 60 years old, yeah. you know, there's just not many detailers that survive past five to 10 years. How do people that get to survive in the industry, how do they do it? There's no doubt that as those people keep rising it's because of a positive mindset versus a negative and I, I think that's just kind of where i wanted to go with that because I, I i'm with you man i i saw the amount of negative that happened over the week and now no doubt let's move into then shock value marketing right because there's no doubt that you egg some stuff on oh. <laughs> right yeah you know, you know yeah. let me hold on just a second let me put my airpods in real quick while uh why <laughs> talk about this man let me hold on one second one second, one second. yeah you there know you I, I mean, so there's there's no doubt right you egg some stuff on that's what yeah. we would call your shock value type yeah. mark yeah yeah um, i think i think what we're talking about is it kind of blends in is what i was talking about is is over here at the office one you know we were actually just talking about this one day we we're just sitting here and it hit us in the head and we were thinking we need to have a rich lifestyle rich. That was the exact word, rich, right? And we thought that we need to not have a poor lifestyle. And so what the majority of people think is when, when they think poor is, I'll ask you, what do you think when I say the word poor? What do you think? Yeah, I remember you seeing, I remember seeing that and I'm with you on that, man. I, poor isn't necessarily how much money you have. There's, mm -hmm. there is an emotional, there's a soul poor, you know, it's kind of oh. where I was alluding to earlier, like yeah. somebody that's negative or positive, usually more poor in, you know, spirit poor in the way they view life yeah. uh, is it will generate from people talking always negative. So yeah. I, I'm with you on that, man. And so, and so the poor, I asked a couple of my employees here, like one of my employees, I said, what do you think when, when you say poor, he said, oh, I think like, oh, poor Johnny, he might be sick or something or something bad happened to him. Uh, he, he has a poor lifestyle. But I asked a lot of people and, and some of them said, some of them said money, a few, yeah. but not only just a few. And we came to the realization that you have to live a rich lifestyle because rich does not mean you're wealthy. Rich could mean that you have a lot of knowledge or a lot of experiences or an enriched spirit. Like, cause you have things that enrich your life. Like the word enrich, it has to enrich your life to make you rich, right? Technically money exactly doesn't enrich your life per se <laughs> to an extent, 
but not completely. And so what I started saying is that we all need to live a rich lifestyle. We need to think rich, live rich. And there's also a lot of books that are talk about this, books that are very old, like Think and Grow Rich. How to Think and Grow Rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think and Grow Rich. And Think and Grow Rich wasn't even just about money. It was about It was about experiencing the richest mindset of the people at the time. If people are watching this, Google the book, Rich, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And so it, when I said that, I said, we need to not think poor. We need to live rich. If you live rich, you will live an enriched lifestyle. And also living rich is things like being on time, you know, showing up, you know, um, uh, having goals, living, trying to live a a, a great lifestyle, enriching your life. And so when I said that, a lot of people took it as, oh, you're calling, you're, you're saying I'm poor. I don't have money. When it, was, it wasn't what we were saying. And that got a lot of discussion set apart on the whole uh, detailing community about, about living rich or living poor. And, and I think rich or poor, it's a lifestyle. It's a mindset. It's in, in, and just like the book says, think and grow rich. Uh, so totally agree. But so then help us understand though. I mean, why put out some of those comments that are, are pretty derogatory in some aspects. I mean, I, like I understand shock value, right. But you know, you, you're creating moments of explosion, right. And just walk us through how that's beneficial. You know, it's kind of interesting. It's kind of something that you don't even plan to do. Like this post doesn't just, we're going to make this post and it's going to blow up, you know, um, on TikTok, TikTok is where shock value works really good. And you could put out 50 pieces of content and maybe one of those TikToks goes good. And even you might be thinking all of it were shock value. I was putting out videos and our videos were getting about 10, 12, 15,000 hits, 25,000 hits. And then all of a sudden, just out of, out of a row, I put out a video of a fire in a, just on the other side of town, you could see it. And I was like, whoa, dude, our city's on fire. And that video got 150,000 views in like a day. And we're like, whoa, how did that happen? And people were just like, whoa, California is not on fire. It's, it's raining here. But I recorded the video like a week before. I just didn't post it up yet. It was in my drafts. So I was just sitting at home and I clicked up. And because it was raining outside and people saw the fire, they're thinking, whoa, this can't be happening. And it just got shock value. We didn't think it was, I didn't think it was going to happen. All, all I thought was, man, I'm going to put this TikTok out. I'm just chilling at home on my couch. <laughs> Let me just press play on my draft, right? So we don't know what's going to go shock value. I talked about this to Mike Phillips a few years back. Mike Phillips, one of the also original um, YouTube detailers. And we were talking about how we don't even know what video will go viral. We have no idea. We could put out videos every day and the, the weirdest video might go viral. How to remove gum from carpet. And you're thinking, wow, that video I didn't even put that much time into, but it got a million views. What happened? You know, I put in 10 hours into this other video on how to do paint correction in depth, but how to remove gum from carpet? Dang, it's a viral. So it's interesting how that works. We don't know how, how, how to do it. Yeah, my my only massive uh, TikTok yet hit a million finally. And it was because somebody, you know, we just did a, a video of, of cleaning with the brush and somebody, you know, multiple people kept commenting about, oh, it's got metal, it's going to scratch. I'm like, okay, so I did a video 
showing, okay, if you got a brush, oh, don't do it like this, put a piece of tape around it, right? Very simple. And yeah, it was crazy <laughs> when that hit. And it was like, nice. wow, you know, that, that was a lot of fun, you know? So it wasn't quite shock value. You know, that one was education for us. Uh, detailers, let's, let's go into some thought processes for how a detailer could create shock value. Uh, because I think, like I said, Greg, I, we really like to learn, you know, why you do what you do and, and, and as a community can, you know, grow and, and adapt also, you know, the industry itself gets to push forward, right? You know, as, as we all bring in more customers to the industry is kind of our goal. Uh, and so thanks, man. I, I really do appreciate what, what, what time you put out. Um, I want to go through as we head out, just what are some ideas, um, you know, that, that detailers could do on shock value that's not negative, right? Because here's what a lot of people do is, you know, if they get a car that comes in that maybe didn't look good or they got a customer that we've seen, there's on all kinds of Facebook groups. There was one post where, uh, you know, a company had, you know, had a certified detailer install the coating it goes to this shop and in this certified detailer well you know it i guess it wasn't up to par as this other shop or as that customer wanted and so he went onto a site and and trashed the company for certifying said detailer and and blame that guy you know and that guy's well defends it well you know we just make the coating so you know it where where do we do shock value where do we do bashing? Okay. Because I think that there could be an alternative way of doing that so that overall we bring the industry up yeah. versus taking shots that, yeah. oh, that decently tears down somebody. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so if you had a car that comes in that, that wasn't well done, maybe it's got swirl marks from a dealership, you know, and a lot of detailers will bitch and moan that a dealership did this and don't go see that person. Let's do some shock value. Uh, how can we bring this car in and instead of badgering, but flip it to use it as progressive marketing to help our business? You know, that the polishing, that's a tough one. You know, all, all cars are different, but an even better one would be that uh, to give the shock value would be like a dirty interior. You're on TikTok, you, somebody brings you a car with a really dirty interior and you show some parts of that dirty interior the shock value of how it's unhealthy, right? That's like, that. that's a great one because people, when you're in a clean car, you feel healthy. You feel a lot of things. Like when you're in a clean car, you, first of all, you feel rich. You feel enriched because you're in a clean car. You're in a brand new car. It feels brand new to you. You feel healthier because it smells clean and there's no dirt in there. And it's also healthier for your kids. And people really care about their children. And so show parts of your car and show, hey, this, 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 like, if you leave this stains and this spills here, it will develop mildew and it's bad for your kid's health. Come to us, we'll clean the interior, make it fresh again, and you'll feel healthy, enrich your life, enrich your kids. Because people want to enrich their lives, you know? That's something you could do. It's not bashing the customer. It's not bashing uh, uh, another shop. It's not even bashing somebody's lifestyle. Yeah, it's not bashing anybody at all. Yeah, yeah people no, that's just know, good marketing. Yeah, yeah, people know that their cars get dirty, right? And But a lot of people nowadays, they want to put things off. And they might think that because they put it off, they know they're putting it off. And then when, it, when, when the car's brought to the tech, 
the shop tells them about it, it's their job and they take it sometimes as whoa 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 you're you know you're making me feel bad because i didn't clean my car you're making me feel bad because i didn't change my oil you're making me feel bad because i didn't change my brakes or fill my tires there's a lot in the automotive industry i've talked to a lot of techs they experience that because the customer puts off these things and then they know about it. It's inside their mind. They have to live with the car every day. And then they bring it to the tech and the tech tells them, whoa, your brakes are really overdue. And they're not trying to put them down. They're not trying to bash them. They're just trying to inform them and tell them, look, we can fix this problem for you if you need, but they take it as a big problem. Like, hey man, you know, I know, you know, I, I know my car is dirty. I'm a, I'm a busy person. You know, if you bring it to a, a, somebody to get details. So it's great to just try and make the customer feel good and not bash them because you don't want them to leave you a bad review. Hey, I took the car to them. They made me feel bad because I spilled milk on my seat. <laughs> no, we'll take care of it. Uh, uh, as a detailer, I've cleaned up a lot of stuff and you want to just make the feel, make the customer feel happy when they leave, not when they come. That's the best thing. When they come, make them feel um, trustworthy that you're going to take care of it and then happy when they leave. <laughs> I think that's like the best thing I could say. To, to awesome, leave. Greg, man. Thanks so much for your time as always. I uh, really appreciate, like I said, the input you put out for the community. Uh, I'm going to get, get to my taco and I'm going yeah. to finish my beer. And yeah. I, I know you got phone calls. So man, thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. Yeah. We'll thank see you, you next week. Much. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> episode over leave us a review and we will see you on the community pub wednesday nights at 7 30 central the zoom meeting id is 918-800-1188 that's the community pub wednesday nights 7 30 central the zoom meeting id is 918-800-1188 grab a pint and enjoy <laughs>